podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prince Podcast. My name is Michael Dean. You're listening to podcastjuice.net. Welcome once again. Uh, so today's show, we're one month after the passing of Prince. For those who are listening to all the shows, this might this is be a continuation conversation of the episode you just listened to. Um, but we just want to, you know, give some more reflections and talk about Prince and, you know, where we go from here. So joining me today, special guest, we have Mr. Terry Orlando Jones. Sir, how are you doing? I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there. Where, where are you calling? Get... From? Where are you calling from? Man? I'm calling from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. All right. Representing Boston. And for those who don't know, I know Terry's a big, uh, I would say, student. Of, of, of purple music and everything associated with it, but you're also a very accomplished musician yourself. Um, Thank you. What? Uh, how long have you been doing music, man? Say it again. How long have you been doing music? Um, since I'd say about two. Wow. Forty-three. Okay. My mom said that I was the um, baby DJ in the house. <laughs> and they'd have like card games and I was always like at the record player and then they were like high 45 and make bets that I would find them <laughs> so that turned into um, like in the 80s that turned into um, beatboxing and drum machines and then Prince just came and just um, turned my world upside down stating that um, you can do more and that's what that happened all right, all right. Uh, we're moving on to our, our panels here. Of course, we have, uh, as you heard him clicking away over there, Doc is check over that check. He, he doesn't get anyway, but <laughs> B- big, sexy, and sax. How are you doing? Uh, fighting this cold off. Had a rough week in court, real rough week in court. Uh, but I'm all right because I was listening to some, let's just call it rarities, last night from our uh, departed friend, and yeah. Today's, today's another day. All right. Also joining us, Mr. Sean Hill out of uh, San Jose, coming to the Oak Town. San Diego. San Diego, excuse me. San Jose. <laughs> wow, I'm getting all, messing it all up. But Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. All right. So we are here. It's 30 days. It's a month later. Uh, passing of Mr. Prince. And uh, I just wanted to start start with you, Terry. First of all, how how are you uh, holding <clears throat> up, holding it down? How are you feeling? Uh, you know, since uh, things that happened a month ago. To be honest with you, this is like a um, a wild dream that won't kind of let up because there's a bunch of mystery surrounding it. Things are not closed. Um, a lot of friends of mine call me up three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, have you had your closure yet? And they're like, no, there's never going to be any closure. So I'm getting through with people like you and everybody else on the um, panel and um, family and friends just calling me, making sure that I'm okay. But what I'm also doing is reaching out to other people and checking on them. So I really haven't had a chance to really process it, and I, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. If it does, I hope I'm in a safe place. Um, a, a friend of mine, she said that um, 
you know, Prince is part of her fiber or her. I mean, we all feel that same way. So evidently it's fact that something has been taken away from us. And we're like, yo, where did that go? What happened? So there's like a big question mark over my head right now. All right. Um, let me ask you this. And I, I know these questions, but, you know, I want to make sure that the listeners can put everything you say in the context and, and understand the history. Like, what did Prince mean to you? You know, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Dude, oh, like, and we've been, we've, we've supposed to have done the podcast long years ago, and now you ask me this question. <laughs> um, i tell you this. And some, some of my friends and family still want to know why, you know, the, the nutcase I was for this dude. Um, I was raised by a family that played a lot of music, but they weren't concert goers. So, um, and they weren't, they were not musicians. And I still try to figure out in my family, why was I the only one tapped to play, to be an artist? So I felt like the weird one or the outcast one who still had to stay in my skin. And um, to see him do it, it just connected. It just connected that, yeah, you're the only one in the family and they're going to look at you as weird and you're going to play music and people are going to talk trash about you and people are going to like you, people are going to hate you. So it was just that bond. And so he reminded me of a cool-ass uncle in the house that was a musician. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, now, and I want to, again... Put... For me, exactly. He was like a family member that, you know, that I could look up to. Truly. Do you find people in your life looking at you now and saying like maybe questioning like why are you why why are you feeling the way you feel right now you know I don't understand or are people understanding just how deep you know the appreciation and the love for Prince and his music they know they know they know and they knew before all of the things that happened but a few younger cousins who I, who I was not raised with they're still like on that. You're going to get over it. You know, you have other things to worry about. And I'm like, dude, you just, you don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And then you have, you have the other friends and family that want to, um, you know, just check on you and make sure you're okay. Because they, they knew that I was more than just some maniac fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, right, right. I'm glad that they knew that they finally, I've either shown them something or they had become, you know, sideline Prince fans themselves. Or so when I tried to show them something, they didn't run out the room and be like, not right now with the Prince shit. They actually <laughs> sat and watched it, <laughs> you know? So I'm glad that I, you know, shown them a different light than some maniac fandom. They've seen, I don't, I don't know what they witnessed, but I think they've grown to be like, all right, we're going to have to respect that Prince is going to be in Terry's life and we just got to deal with it. <laughs> you right, know? Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that because I think that's what I noticed for a lot of people that I know. They just they just respect it. Like they'd be like, "Man, I know that was your dude. I know like yeah. you was really into it. You used to play that." I, a lot of times you find people that I haven't seen in a while, but when they remembered me, the thing they always remember was, "Man, you was always playing that Prince music, or you was always rapping that Prince stuff." Man, like I know you feeling something right now. I don't want to tag on to this too long because I know there's other people that have to speak. Oh, you good? But I think, I think what kicked it for my friends and family, the people that, that really know me, is that they've watched me 
put a Prince playlist together and like run the whole Sign of Times tour right in front of their face. The whole Love Sexy tour or um, just just have a whole plethora of records playing and I would just jump on my drums, my keys or whatever and, you know, and just throw a big jam session that they were a part of. So I think that's what woke them up down the line. That, all right, when Terry got his Prince on or any music that he's playing with, playing his, his, his instruments with, let that, don't question that. You know, then they started to defend me like, yo, Prince is bad. Don't sleep. <laughs> right. No, it'd be different if it was, you know, I don't know. Uh, shit, I can't even, I don't want to say names without dissing, but it'd be different if it was a different artist. And they'd be like, I don't understand why, you know, they ain't worthy of that. But everybody already has respect for Prince where they'd be like, yeah, okay, I get it. But didn't you expect the bowing to happen once something crazy like this would happen? Like the media, it's my my Facebook timeline is still blown up with nothing but friends. Oh yeah, and I'm not even like digging for it. Like back then, when I was throwing friends in people's face on my timeline, I was digging for that kind of stuff. Now it's just scroll once or twice, and it's like ooh, 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 ooh. share, 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 share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me let me switch gears. Sean. Um Yes, sir. We wanted to ask a different question. Like are you uh and I and I know the answer to this, but I want you to share it. So how are you listening to Prince's music now? Is it is it with a different ear? Um, it's not really a different ear. What I'm I'm basically uh I'm going album by album. Just every album I I started with of course for you and I'm up to uh uh, the gold experience right now and I'm not skipping tracks even tracks I don't like and everyone knows which ones I, I don't like so I won't go into that um, it, it, but it's more with a, just a reappreciation of the stuff even, even the stuff I don't like I'll throw it out like like Jughead I, I listen to it I go eh but it's still it's still Prince you know and, and so um, yeah yeah you know even and, and just hearing hearing the stuff that I don't like that I don't listen to uh, a lot. Even even that go has, has given me a, another appreciation for it, and, and it's I guess it's sad that the reason why I'm listening to it is is because he's no longer here. But uh, but I'm still grateful for at least having you know the opportunity to to go back and and you know re reemerge myself or, or reinvestigate or or re you know reexamine you know prior stuff and. And I'm just I'm just dreading that day when I when I finally get to uh to hit and run volume two and big city goes off and and then oh. that's it you know that that's you wow. know no more no more new stuff you know what I mean so so yeah all right uh, big sexy how about yourself man I have been taking this time to <clears throat> go back not as far as for you but go back to like oh I'm gonna say like ninety three. The whole era of, and I'm going to steal from, from Big Ken, the Glam Slam Ulysses era, you know, that time from like 93 to 98. Yeah. And I have been watching a lot of footage and been listening to a lot of different things. And it just takes me back. And I'm like, wow, there was just so much there. You know, I mean, I mean, the videos that, you know, no one ever saw except for, you know, as hardcore people because the label wouldn't get him out what he wanted to get him out. You know, and you know, when you're an artist, you're not thinking about, you know, marketing and, you know, letting a cycle of promotion go. You think about, you know, I made the art, I want it out now. Let's go. 
And if that window, you know, can't be accommodated, then you can find somewhere else to do it. And so I've been watching a lot of the stuff from overseas, like uh, his Torah Torah phase when he was on the White Room doing that. He was on the Sunny T doing most of the singing. It was, it was just, there was so much there to to absorb. And the last thing that I had uh, stumbled across were some selections from the never-released NPG sampler set. Now, I'm not a DJ, but I could see how a person could take these samples or some of these samples and build something around it and just just make it fire. I really can see that. Yeah, you know, that, that whole period you speak of, for those who were, I won't say casual fans, but even some Prince fans who, you know, not for their fault of their own, it was just hard to get a lot of that. To get access to that well, stuff. Well, the internet, the internet wasn't around either, and that stuff just magically found me. I don't know how right. I kept up. But, <laughs> yeah, but that whole period magically found me. That whole period is essentially a career's worth of stuff. You know, for anybody else, that whole period would be an extended career's worth of material. So, for Prince fans to act, now, you can kind of go back and really appreciate and be like, "Damn," you know. I, I remember listening to this and I, I took it in at the time, but if you slowly pay attention to it now, you see like it's so vast and varied. It's probably yeah. his, I would argue, and I'm just saying this top of my head, I'd argue it may actually be one of his most prolific periods, even more so than that 84, yeah, 80, every because if you look <laughs> at the breadth of what he was doing within that, he had the funk stuff, he, you know, I was just listening to the Kama Sutra the other night. And I said this on another show yep. that you guys haven't heard. But the Kama Sutra, yes. uh, the second track on there, for me at this moment, hands down one of his greatest pieces of music. Like, I was in tears listening to that the other night. I was like, God. And I, and I remember yeah. listening to it back in the day, but just hadn't heard it in a long time. Just like, I wasn't track even. after Scissors is brilliant, too. I think it's Fumble, Fumble Beyond, something yes. like that. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. It's like, man, it is. You can see, like, it reminds me of uh, some of the stuff he was doing in the parade in terms of the different movements and the music and switching stuff up and the different melodies. And I just, I was like, oh, this guy was on some other shit. But there was so much going on that it was just another, it was just another piece of material. And he already had six other things, you know, that were just bombarding you, you know. So, so yeah, that period. It's a lot to digest there. Uh, but uh, bring it back around to, yeah, I mean, he, he's not here. And, you know, wh- where do we go next? Right. Um, you know, Sean, you well, said there's no more question. new, no more new music. Um, I hope there, I, don't know, I, I honestly think there will be more music. Uh, I don't know when we'll get it, but. Well, I just made as far as the creation of it. Not, oh, for sure. Not, you know, stuff, okay. stuff in the phone. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so I want to... I'll say... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just want to say one thing as far as, like, discovery and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, I, of course, I would prefer people to buy the stuff. But you, YouTube now is, like, you know, it's it's a, it's a treasure trove right now. So I was going <laughs> to go in there. I have something to say with that. Yeah. They, they're starting yeah, to lock yeah, it folks, down, though. Have you, I, I don't know if you've noticed. I've seen a few accounts being deleted and it says MPG music. So I think they're Are you back. serious? Are you yes. serious? Yes, they're, they're getting back on their job. Yeah, get, get in there now. I'll just say this. Yeah. Yeah, I posted. I'll just say this. I posted. Hey. 
No, I was going to say, I posted Crystal Ball yesterday, or maybe Thursday, the song, and I'm like, I said, you know, people ask me, why do I like Prince? I said, this is why I like Prince, this song right here. So, you know, I hadn't been able to do that, you know, to, to share that, that that particular track and other rare stuff, too. So that, that's kind of what I mean, just, you know, people that, that want to discover not just the hits, you can you can find that stuff now, but, you know, hopefully it'll, you know, be available in another format soon, but for right now, you know, YouTube is, is still kind of the place to go. I want to know who that teenage kid is who went on Amazon or iTunes and bought albums, and then a thought triggered them to go to YouTube and actually watch those concerts. Imagine if that was us back in 1986. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Crazy. But they're out there, you know. You, you they're out you, there. You'd they're be studying surprised. hard. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting turned on. Uh, some people that I know personally that all they're listening to is unreleased music, and I'm like, what? But it's you know, but it's I'm on YouTube. Buy the right? Love Sexy album and then go on YouTube and watch the tour right after it, knowing that it's there. That is crazy. I would have been beyond crazy back in the day. Oh right, if yeah. I had that type of access for sure. Crazy. For sure. Um, wanted to, to change gears. This is another thing, and, and probably by the time this show, I publish this, this will have already happened. But I want let's I want to talk about the Billboard Awards uh, and the upcoming Madonna <laughs> tribute. Uh, <laughs> I just posted a picture on my Facebook, and I assume this is yeah. a new picture of Madonna, and she's all like hung hugged up or well, whatever the hell she's doing with, okay. with the prince with the prince Man, I'm on the symbol, look like my <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you guys think of madonna doing the uh, tribute to prince tomorrow night sunday you know i think just from an emotional standpoint i think it reeks of pandering because to me and i'm not i haven't seen it obviously but to me, the genuine tributes have already been going on, you know, from all corners of the music industry. We talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You go as far as, uh, you know, Beyonce to Springsteen to Paul McCartney to Slipknot, Dixie Chicks. Uh, the family got together and did something. Everyone's doing it because it's genuine, not for ratings. And I understand Billboard Awards is a business and all that, but... You know, I don't know, man. And then, I don't know if we're going to get into this, but that woman from Four Non Blondes shot her mouth off about the tribute that Madonna's <laughs> doing. It's like, really? Who, who the fuck are you? Okay, please. So, I don't know. Madonna is still a name, a heavy name, but I don't know. You know, I don't identify her with uh, with us. That's not a burn. That's, that's just the way it is. What do you think, Terry? This is heavy because I grew up with Madonna, with Prince and Michael as well, and I do consider her his comrade or, you know, you know the big three. Um, she's recorded with him. Um, it's been spoken that they dated for a while, and I, I think she genuinely loves him and has respect for him. And I think that they stood on similar grounds for um, fighting for being different and freedom and creative, like creativity and art. Um, she just finished the whole world tour. She's playing guitar. She's dancing. I know when, once they said that she was going to do a tribute, I thought she was going to do a speech like she did for Michael. I didn't think performing because I'm like, what could she do? 
And then I was talking to a friend today that most likely she's probably going to open with love song that's that's on her album that he put that she produced with him. Anything after that is going to be crazy for me. I'm like, what else can she do? <laughs> um, it's interesting, but I think that there's other award shows coming. We got the BET, we got the VMAs, we got the Essence. There's more tributes coming. I would have been upset had she not did anything. You see what I'm saying? Because I know how much you know she loves him. But I'm glad she's a part of it. I don't know what she's going to do, and I hope I walk away proud of her as I always am. Okay. But we just got to see. But I know visually she's going to bring it. What else? I don't know. I can't really say it has to be seen. But um, I'm looking for the tribute where they have his whole MPG orchestra in it. You know, starting from the revolution with Gail Chapman, who I've talked to a lot, and into all the way up to Third Eye. You know, let's let's see it all bang it out. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Uh, looking at that picture now, apparently that that picture has been was photoshopped. So I can I can yeah breathe, breathe easy that that print symbol was not actually in that photo because <laughs> that was wild. I was like, no. All right. Well, and uh, Ashan, what do you think of Madonna? Um, you know, back in the day, I used to call her the, the female prince, uh, not not in the terms of music, but in, in the terms yeah, of the yeah. image and, yep. and, and the sexuality and, and, and being free yep. and doing what you want to do. Uh, but full confession, I have not watched any tribute uh, to Prince since he passed. I, I'll take that back. The only one that I did watch was um, the, the uh, F Deluxe. And I could only watch about a minute of that and start crying. And I said, okay, I can't. It's too soon. You see um, so I did not see D'Angelo. No. I, I, okay. For me, for me, it's just it, – it, it makes it real. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, like I, bought the, the, I bought the tribute magazines. They're sitting on my bookshelf. I haven't, I haven't opened them. I haven't read them. I haven't looked at them because I, I, it's, just, it's just the finality in that. And, you know, I can maybe, you know, be in the now and say, well, he's not really gone or whatever. But, you know, seeing or hearing Bruce Springsteen or, or D'Angelo or, or in this case, Madonna uh, doing a tribute, it's like, man, it's it's real. Prince is gone. And, you know, uh, but as far as Madonna actually doing it, I would I, I, I lean heavily against it. I don't know what kind of I don't know if she's going to do his songs. I would assume what and then what songs are she is she going to do? Um, you know, she's, she's a different performer than yeah. Prince was, you know, her, her stuff was more theatric, more choreographed, more, you know, props and stuff like that. You know, where, you know, Prince was kind of an in the moment performer. So I don't know if that aspect of it is going to, is going to come across. Uh, I hope she doesn't try to play uh, guitars <laughs> in a, in a oh, Prince-like God. manner, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to I'll, I'll be interested to see what the feedback is but like I said I, I probably won't watch because again I haven't I haven't watched any any of the others and again it's no disrespect to any of the artists that have done the tributes it's just for me I, I, I I'm just not ready for that yet all right uh, you know I, I I hope that she gets up there and of course she's going to be Madonna but it would be cool if and it could be all of a secret that you know they bring up the time you know they're like they're there and they actually are part of the show or somebody else that's affiliated, whether it's Sheila, whoever. But I think that would be the right thing to do. Uh, 
But I think that's coming though. That's the BC Awards too, you know. For sure, for sure. I'm just saying I would hope that it would be cool that she has some surprises in store for this yeah. to you know, to respect what it is. And and, and I and I get it why people are like boohooing it because a part of me boohoos it but like you said terry i also get that you know she was doing stuff with prince you know she was recently at paisley park and he was playing music there to you her. Go. so it's not like she's not has nothing to do with prince or anything of that matter uh and again, imagine if they said lady gaga then i would oh, jump out hell, the window right i love gaga i love her though but I, then i would jump out the window because yeah, you don't know what. <laughs> I could get with it. It, it could have been something really different. It, it could be a whole bunch of things. It could be a Rihanna. It could be a, you know what I mean? It could be a lot of different people that ain't got really nothing to do with Prince, you know, if exactly. they were just going for who was popular. So, I, I mean, you know. talking about it. Yeah, so, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and, and we'll see, you know, what, what, some of us will tear it to shreds. Who maybe we'll have the right to, but. I, I just look at it as they, they they at least are paying tribute to the man, you know. And it's not stopping. It's not stopping. Yeah. I think every artistic form of entertainment, video, visual, is 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 going in their archives and throwing up something Prince. It's you know, it's 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 just happening and that it's just it's just crazy. Did did Michael pandemonium last this long? Oh. <laughs> I mean we're talking a month later and it's still it's getting I think it's really gonna get even bigger up to his birthday with the tributes and the the the, the social media the memes every piece of art is sticking something Prince in it right now you can't turn nowhere and not see something Prince stuck in somewhere yeah uh, joining us is Mr. Day Dropping sir are you there? I am here. Man, Morning welcome. Party. Hey, welcome. Peace, peace. So uh, we were just asking a question. I want to get your take on it. What do you think mm-hmm. of uh, the upcoming Madonna uh, tribute on the Billboard Awards? Um, you, uh, you know, uh, all things considered, I, I'm sure a lot of people have the same similar sentiment that they would want for people cl- Closer within the, that the, that purple circle, if you will, to do something instead, uh, maybe you know Wendy Lisa Revolution, maybe the Extended Revolution. Everybody do stuff like that as a tribute from band members. I know that that's the kind of the common sentiment, but this is a uh, um, f- the way I posted it on Facebook. From one eighty icon to another eighties icon, I'm okay yeah. with with that. I'm exactly. okay with that 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 idea happening. Uh, that one picture that she posted though, where she's like. You know, going, you know, acting all central towards the simple. That was kind of weird, but well, and, and we just cleared that up. That that's been a, that was a Photoshop. So okay, cool. <laughs> because yeah, that was just that was just weird. <laughs> Call you the know. dogs. Put the dogs back. You know. Okay. Well, you know, I saw. Okay, I, I could see that happening, but it, it, it would have been an extremely bad taste. You know? But but um, you know, aside from that, though, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, you know what? It, it, a lot of people seem to have heard it before. It, before it was ever even shown live, it seems. And um, I, you know, I, I, once it happens, we'll see what it is, and we'll we'll evaluate it that way. You said a lot and, of people have actually heard the performance. No, no, but I mean, a lot of people are are, are reacting as though they've heard it oh, okay. before, it, and it's not even done yet live. And, but a lot of people are already, in essence, kind of like crucifying her for it. Hey, how dare you do that, and not these other people? And it's kind of like, well. You know, that's okay. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you know, I saw a couple of days after his passing, I went to a conference, not a conference, a, uh, uh, a thing. There were a lot of 80s bands. Uh, um, my wife and I had tickets for that months before. And we went to this uh, on Saturday after he passed. And of all people, Biz Marquis was singing Kiss. Oh, Lord. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Biz Marquis can't sing for shit. We know that. But he <laughs> was doing, he mean. was... <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He was doing it out of full respect, and it was silly to hear him do it. But it wasn't silly for the reasons that he was doing it, and it was wow. it was all done. And he took you know he came out and he had a symbol shirt on and did his little fifteen twenty minute set and everything. And yeah, he sang he sang Kiss, and I wasn't mad at him for doing that. I thought it sounded silly, but I respected it for what it was. And that's how I am with this, you know, going to the hey, if I can deal with Bismarck kissing and kiss, I can deal with Madonna doing Purple Rain. And um, she, it, she Madonna's made, used to being toned down to, she's used to being told no, which makes her want to do it even more. So that, that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you push on her, she's, she's going to do it even more. So that's always been her way. <laughs> we know yeah. that. And that's okay, you know. And look, hey, the way I see it, it, it's it's um if she does well she's gonna do this right and that's respect and that's okay if it doesn't sound good it ain't because prince didn't make it good it's because she didn't make it good at that moment and that would that's that's how i see that and that's fine you know but the the meaning behind it the intentions behind it is not to i i don't see how the intentions behind this is to gain attention um, She's not going to make him look bad. I can just feel that. That I, you know, I don't mean to jump in your story, but no, I it, it don't would think be she's going to make him look bad. bad. Like, right. I, She's not going to let him go all wrong. It would be very hard for her to do that, and it wouldn't be in her best interest to do that. Um, right. But I think a lot of people are, you know, they Madonna, no! You know, <laughs> I thought it was kind of, <laughs> right. kind of a silly silly uh, angle to hit it. But that's my take on it. I mean, I'm that's a, young people, not our generation you talking about. No. You exactly. I, I don't know. You, you see, all, you saw all kind, but, but real quick, we, we've got, I uh, opened it up to callers. Uh, so you're going to have people jumping in. Uh, caller, Ooh. tell us your name and where you are calling from. Can you hear me? Don't be Come shy. Come on, baby. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Come on. You got one more chance. 301, can you hear me? Nope. All right. Well, thank Lost you for calling. <laughs> All right. Um, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Certainly. Go ahead. Are there any Prince parties being thrown in your area that you've had, that you have attended? I'm hosting two coming up, and I, I got to put my face on and be cool and collected, but have y'all... Have you guys attended or hosting or being involved in any different celebrations in your communities? Uh, no, not, um, not me. No, unfortunately, no. Um, I've Well, I don't know if this counts, but I, I've been to see Purple Rain three times in San Diego since since the past <laughs> year. It was like a party. It was like a party, I got to tell you. Um, it was I, – I was impressed with San, – San Diego showed up. I was expecting uh, – I went on the Tuesday after – um, first showing I could get to, and I was expecting maybe ten, maybe fifteen people in attendance. No, I they got there a little bit late. It was packed. I had to sit in the front, which I never do. I like sitting in in the middle, kind of. And um, but actually being in the front was cool because it was like you know you're there, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, it was like amazing. it was like 
Yeah, and it was like a dance party in there. I, you know, I, I could, you know, I would turn around and I could hear people clapping and people, you know, getting up out the seats and 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 dancing and and you know, nice. quoting lines and and all that. So, so yeah, it was, uh, was, it was cool. Boston was crying through the, through the whole movie. He was real sensitive. Wow. Yeah, and so I mean, but I mean, I'm looking forward to. Uh, any sort of opportunity or things that may come up. And, you know, actually, when I think about it, there have been things here locally. I just didn't go to them. Uh, yeah. But uh, not to say that I wouldn't. I'm surprised you didn't put something on, bro. Like, you know, down to the club and spend some some tasties. Yeah, there was, a, there was a great radio broadcast. I think, Sean, you heard it. Um yeah, I think it's called Nothing Compares to You. A guy named Kevin Colds, I believe his name is, local DJ who actually was a DJ at First Avenue and in New Prince. Oh wow, played mm. some of his music. Nice. He did an excellent uh, broadcast where it was a mixture of rarities, hits, interviews. I mean, he was playing, you know, bootleg stuff, and it, mm. it was an amazing show. If there's something to hear on the radio, um, and they had actually opened up the station, they have this uh, open forum area in the station where they just laid out a whole bunch of Prince memorabilia and opened it to the public. I was very tempted to go up there. I was at work at the time, but I was like, I should go up there. But but that was the closest thing that they've had here locally. But that was heard nationally. Uh, KEXP is the name of the station. I think you can still stream okay. it. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, they, got some, they got something for your ass on there. So, <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, so we talked about Madonna and Shout out to our callers. We'll, we'll let them hang. Uh, they don't want to be called out. Um, but what do you guys also, What do you, I wanted to ask you guys this, and, and it's another thing I talked about before, but I want to hear your opinion, Terry, as well. Going forward, the music, you know, <laughs> what would you, let, me, let, me, let, let me ask this first. And, I, and I'm going to answer the question first because I know if there was at least one song or one project that you wish could come out or you wanted to hear, what would that be? I'm going to give you a second to think about that. For me, if I could just get a clear version, for right now, if I could just get a clear version of Large Room and No Light, with No Light. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be good. Yeah. I would be good for, for a long while. I'd be like, okay. Let me just rock out on that. But what would be if there's any sort of project or anything that you were like, I kind of wanted to hear that. Um, you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay, I got to segue this because um, had now don't jump out the window, children. Don't jump out the window now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was definitely feeling left out when Prince was killing Europe and leaving the states out. Um, the MTV Awards had did the uh, Play in the Sunshine Sign of the Times mm -hmm. so I was knowing that that tour was going to come to the state that would have been my first Prince concert because I missed Purple Rain in 1999 but I was ready for Sign of the Times to come to the states and it didn't happen so my deal is somewhere through the pipeline an official concert video untouched of the sign of the time store to literally see it 
Mm-hmm. You notice that that show has not come through the pipeline at all. No one I know or read about has an official, well, has a bootleg, if I can say that word, video of the Sign of the Times tour. That is still walking away. <laughs> if I could get that, I would be completely straight. And I'd be, I'd be cool. All right. I can feel that. Yeah, I think the only other video is the, you know, the one at uh, the rehearsal sort of show. The Miles of the Park. No, no, no. I mean, uh, the one at First Avenue... Where they, you know, where they, oh yeah, that's the only one that I can but, think of. But that is chopped to pieces. That is, he, that that show is chopped, is chopped to pieces. But it does give you a taste of what what's gonna what what had happened, and then you got the mouth at the park. No, you know, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about the movie. I'm talking about uh-huh. uh, for those of you on for those of you on Valium, for those of you on Valium, that bootleg, you know, yeah. the one where he introduces yeah. the band at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the only. That's the only video that I can think of. That's the bootleg. You know, I don't. I guess oh, it's not true. the entire show. I mean, you know, they leave out all the other songs, but that's but not, there's yeah, no sign of the time, no play in the sunshine. True. Yeah, you're, that's right. You're right. No adore. You know, it was definitely like a, a snippet of what truncated. Was yeah. Gonna come. yeah, for sure. And then uh, the Park starts that Shirley's drum solo. So right. still no sign of the time. But the BBC documentary shows that clip of sign of the times being played. Right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's my that's my dream of all dreams. Okay, uh, day dropping. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Well, do you want an album, a com- like a group, or just a song? It's or? up to you. Whatever you. Okay, write. I'm. I'm. Quick answer is the album. Long answer is a song. Album, Dream Factory, pristine. Because oh, yeah. that's that's why. That's okay. the body of it. Song. And I'm going to take a little bit of time on this one because I got something to say about this one. All right. A pristine fool with all the guitar craziness at the end for three to five minutes. I don't care how long it is and everything. Computer blue. You bastard. (laughs) 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 That's that's mine. That is that, mine right there. Go computer ahead. Computer <laughs> Blue from the very beginning, everything. That is the so most, ever since I, the, the fairly reasonable version of it is out, I have such high appreciation for that track. That, that's, that song is one of the most basic, it's one of the, it, it tells you everything you need to know about the kid in Purple Rain is told there. That is Prince's version of the trial that was done by Pink Floyd. For the wall, mm. that this is the trial in Prince. I gotta Ryan. get that album. Oh man, yeah that 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 song, the trial, is crazy. It tells you everything about Pink that you need to know in that movie, and it breaks everything down just like Computer Blue does. It it break goes into Prince's psyche it, or the kid's psyche, it, and it breaks it down, and 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 you it, it tells a story and. To have heard it really well and the music, the composition on it, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the song. It's not even funny. There's so many things going on. And the clearer versions come out, the more you hear. So for me to hear a pristine version of that one, I mean, I I feel that this song was so horribly neutered as it was presented in, in, in the soundtrack, in Purple Rain soundtrack. It seemed more like part one of two between that and Darling Nikki. Uh, you don't really hear it by itself. You have to hear it in conjunction with the other one because by itself it's just too little. And um, but 
on its own in its full version, its full glory. Woo! That is the track. That is fire. And if I can get that one in pristine, and I know it's out there. If I'm going to get that one in pristine, oh, man, that that would be a dream. That would be a dream for me. All right. All right. Um, I want to shout out to caller 917. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Tony. I'm calling from, well, Georgetown, Texas, just north of Austin. Uh, what's, I'm sorry. What's your name again? Tony. Tony. What's up, man? How are you doing? Yeah. How's it going, man? I just saw you guys on Facebook. I'm at work. I don't <laughs> even know what you guys are talking about. I saw the phone number. <laughs> yes. Long, long, long time listener. Never called in. Never post anything. I, I, I'm a little intimidated by are you good, all the man? intellect. Nah, nah. But, uh, oh, cool. We're just fans, just like everybody else, man. But I yeah, appreciate you I know, listening and coming on. Let me ask you this. I know you're at work. I don't want to get you, uh, take you too long. No, nah, it's all good. It's okay. All good. Uh, how, how are you feeling, man, about Prince right now and everything? You know, we're at the 30 days since his right. passing and stuff. And, you know, <clears> how, are you, how are you feeling these days, man? Um. You know, just like I'm sure everybody out there is just going through the different phases, um, you know, for, for, from initially the, the, the numbness, the denial, the anger, the, the what could have been, you know, the one more day. You know what I mean? If you're hearing all these reports of like if that doctor would have gotten there a day or whatever, you know, all right. this stuff, uh, the confusion, the, the anger, because you see, you know, the, those initial uh, age reports and all the BS, you're like, you, you know, I start getting angry about all this stuff coming out. The pictures that you see in the tabloids over the last week that you can't unsee and you're not prepared to like be shopping in the grocery store and you turn right. to the tabloid and you're seeing these awful red pictures and yeah. it's like you try to like look away real quick and it's, you know, it's the whole cliche about, you know, not being able to turn away from a car wreck and it just takes you down another rabbit hole and puts it into, you know, into this very mortal perspective that we're all going through. Um, so, I mean, I'm still having a real hard time with it. Um, uh, of course, I'm sure everyone's just digging into the catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's different now. You guys have you guys noticed that it's different? Yes, you kind of oh, like listening. Different ear now. Oh, the list. Oh my god! The uh, and uh, so I'm going through kind of a, a like a guilt phase where I'm like, why did I take him for granted for so long? Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm a you know I a huge fan since the Purple Rain era did the whole bootleg thing in the late 80s uh all the bootlegs that started coming out in the mid 90s you know what i mean i'm I'm with you guys but you know so big hardcore fan but still in retrospect you know hindsight being 2020 i still feel like i took it for granted mm. i feel like so like now i'm like sitting in front of my speakers and i'm putting on and it's weird because i'm i'm finding that i'm um I thought I was going to start really uh, start re-listening to, like, uh, Around the World, Parade, and sometimes, and I have, but I'm finding that the two albums I'm spending the most time with are Controversy and Dirty Mind, which, I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong, those are, those are classics, but I always was from, I would say, not even Purple Rain, because everybody's had the fill of Purple Rain, really, 
but like around the world of the day through yeah probably love sexy you know what i mean mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but but i can't get enough of controversy these days um yeah me too the guitar the, the sound of that guitar is just and like why did it take me so long to like really appreciate that why did it take me so long to like really, really appreciate the blues guitars that he put on Sign of the Times, that album? Um, so I'm kind of working my way up through the catalog and I'm just about to start the Black album again. Uh, just wondering where that's going to take me, you know, because that one is just uh, a wall Colour. of sound from, from start Colour. to finish. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear the Hello? piano and the microphone version of Controversy? Of, of controversy, uh, the, the piano and microphone. Yes. Uh, he I just tore heard that up. He tore that up. Yeah, I heard. It made me realize I, how close that song was to him. Yeah, really made me realize that. Tore I just up. got the uh, the the last night uh, the seven o'clock performance. I have that. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and revisit that one. But yeah. I mean, that's where I'm he at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, go ahead. You know, Tony, uh, or, you know, caller Tony, uh, one thing that I that I find interesting in what you're saying, and, I, and I'm glad that, that you mentioned this in regards to now um, that you're listening to this more and you're, and you're really getting more out of that. If there's any silver lining to it, I think that's true of a lot of people now that when they hear his music, right. they get a little bit more out of it. And that's that's a plus. That's a good thing. Um, right, right. I seriously doubt. If somehow we were able to, to to channel Prince and ask him, yo, man, are, are you cool with us getting more out of your song now? That he would say, <laughs> no, I don't like that. I don't doubt he would right, say that. Right. So I think that's that's a great thing. And I think when yeah. folks listen to music that way, new listeners, old listeners, or seasoned listeners um, uh-huh. listen to, to music that way. And they, they pick up new stuff, a new sound, even a new symbol, that, a symbol hi-hat that you ain't never heard before. Sure. You hear it now. Yeah. You're like, oh shit! Look at that. You hear oh, that happens all the time to me, though. That yeah, happens but, all the time. But if 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 the last thirty days have led to that, then that's a good. That's a that in itself, right there, is a good thing. That that listening experience, and I think yeah. that and also constant. and also you realize you realize that God damn, he no one sounded like him. Mm-mm. Like even his even his hits. Raspberry Beret, who did, who does stuff like that? Mm-mm. There is nobody, you know. I'm watching his performances on TV, and I'm t- telling my wife, I'm like, sh- nothing sounds like this, <laughs> you know. Ele- right. uh, electric chair, nothing. Uh, the electric chair on SNL, that that's just crazy. I don't, and um, like these moments, these moments, and these perfect moments, um, like in Darling Nikki, which is another song I took. For, I mean, I love the song. But not like the moment when he goes into the grind, grind, grind moment. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. Um, the, the 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 measure that it takes in the beautiful ones, it takes one measure of music for him to go from a nine to a fucking twenty. Hmm. And oh my god! Like like I said, like it's a new listening experience and. Yeah. Well, it also um, sucks for me, too, that Lenny Crush has never got the push it deserved. And I figured 10 years from now, he'd be performing, and everybody's like, oh, Lenny Crush is the champ. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> well, I don't know about that one, but I hear you. <laughs> no, Lenny Crush, is, Lenny Crush is the truth. Play that again. Loud. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I like Lemon Crush. I'm okay with that song. Uh, That's great. Uh, So, okay, so I want to go back to what we were talking about. And and, uh, Tony, you're welcome to hang with us. Yes, sir. And stay on. So we're we're asking the question, if there was the one project, one album, or one song that you would love for, you know, let's say the estate down the line to, to release, you know, what that would be. So I think we got mine, we got Terry's, Day Droppins, uh, Sean Hill. I wish you All right. So since, uh, since someone on the panel stole mine, uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a couple, though. Uh, I would love for uh, Forever My Life, that fade out, to go on just a little bit longer. Uh, I want to hear what that acoustic guitar oh, yeah. is going to do. Yeah. Um, um, can't stop this feeling I got. Same thing. That guitar solo. Why fade out on the guitar solo? That oh, just just give me give me two more minutes of that song. Right? Uh, Why do I feel like that's out there for some reason? Is that I haven't heard. I, I haven't heard that. Hmm, okay. <laughs> uh, I want. I would love a clear copy of the Irresistible Bitch Possessed uh, combo. Uh, from what 80, 82 sessions, mm. um, and also give me uh, sometimes it snows in April. The under the cherry moon version with with the Claire uh, Fisher strings, the little snippet that plays uh, in the movie. Give me give me that, please. I know that that's got to be in the vault. Put that. Is that side on the day that they recorded, or is that is that so fact what? that is it, is it a fact that sometimes it snows in April was recorded on the twenty first of April? That's according to Prince Fault. I mean, I, I, you know. I yeah, can't. okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Prove it. I mean, um, any song could have any song could have fallen on the day that he died, but that one in that way in that right. order. Yeah, that yeah. shit I can't deal with. Uh, all right, so I got two more. So the uh, in Purple Rain, when when Prince plays Purple Rain prior to um, the the bird sequence, would love to have that like that full extended thing or however long that is. And then the last thing, the, the Holy grail for me would be the, uh, Detroit 86 birthday show. In oh, full. My God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Incomplete. And, yeah. Incomplete. Yes. Yeah. Completed. Now I've, I've heard, I've got a very, very bad bootleg of that entire show. Uh, it's, it's, it's a crowd recording and, and the screams are, are more audible than the music sometimes, but you can still tell that show is fire. So wherever, wherever, I'm sure that footage is sitting in a vault somewhere in Japan. Someone yeah. is mislabeled, or you know, someone doesn't know what it is, or or whatever. Let's 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 uh, listen, listen like Indiana Jones there to find it, and, uh, <laughs> okay. and, and, bring, and bring that back to the states. Yeah, that would be that would be. But seriously, that would be the holy grail to have that show in, in its entirety. Because oh. I think well, for me, that is. Isn't there a professionally shot version of that of that concert? Because from my recollection, yeah, I have a bootleg. It's What's that? It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Oh, I see. I see. Every time I've seen it, it's been truncated, as Michael was saying. Oh, okay. I yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. All right. Uh, question, big, question. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. We want to get to Big Sexy. Big Sexy, what would be your picks? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Probably things, again, you know, from when he wasn't touring here, you know, like Sign of the Times tour, which was not here, uh, the right. experience shows, which were not here, you Pretty know, a lot of the uh, 
the Torah Torah stuff that was not here. You know, stuff where he just let it rip. I would also like, I'm sure that they did this, a lot of the shows that they they had in Paisley Park that were just shows. I know he, I know he filmed them. Release those. Yeah. You know, pe- people would show up out of the blue and just play and let's 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 see all that. You know, give me give me the get. give me the one thing, the one or two things. <laughs> we're kinda of getting into the litany of stuff, but is there the just one? a one thing that you would be like, Man, I could get this? Yeah. The sign of the times, uh Miles Davis, New Year's Eve show. Okay. If I get that in its entirety, yeah. I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, that would a lot of these shows we're talking about, particularly like video. If there was an opportunity, and they weren't shot in HD, but if they could be converted, you know, the crispest quality that they do have, and you could have them crystal clear with the audio popping, that you know, any one of these. Warner shows Brothers, Warner Brothers should have been on that, like begging him for VHS combo packs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Box sets of just toys. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, of course, he's got a lot of stuff. You know, uh, I want to ask you guys this, too, and we can deal with this question as delicately as we, with respect as we can, but what do we want to see? Well, I'll say what we want to see. Let's talk about the estate and, and you know, what should happen with that. Um, here's my thing, I think. I, I'm kind of wondering if this thing is going to play out over years. And, you know, Big Sexy can probably speak a little bit better to this. But what, do these things, can they or do they normally play out in the long term? Or is, do they get resolution quickly? Um, what, what are your thoughts, you know? Well, it all depends because, you know, again, as of now, we still have no will and no trust. So if it turns out to be that way and everyone's in agreement, it can be pretty quick. But, you know, as you know. If there's one person who's going to be a problem or two people, they could drag it out and have their own. And I'm not saying that because people have conflicting views, one is less valid than the other. But if there's a conflict there, this could drag out for years. And people would want control over the art, over the licensing, over the distribution, over the artwork, over everything. And it's like... Person A could think, well, you know what, I think we should go into the vault and pull out that sign of the time show with Miles Davis, Blu-ray that up and sell it. Person B could say, nah, man, <laughs> I'm not feeling that. Let's do, you know, the thing, oh, what's that one project called? The Rebels. Let's get that out and do that. And the one person says, well, I'm going to take mine to Sony. Oh, yeah? I'm taking this to Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah? I'm oh, wow. That's, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah that's heavy. So, that's um, heavy. It could be real, real p- problematic. they got to have uh, United Front, and they have, they have to go on the same page. If they don't, the court will get on the same page for them, and that's not going to be good for anybody. Tracking deals, yeah. You, I don't know if you guys saw that report uh, about the potential August performance tribute thing, and you know, if you believe the report, you know they're saying that there's part of the, part part of the family is in line with. I think it's A A E G. Yeah. Uh, you know the big tour promoter or whatever show, show producers, and they're in line to hey, let's do this TV special and and make it this big thing, and then maybe another side of the party is like, nah, I'm not feeling that. You know, I don't want to. They have other ideas, and so you're kind of seeing already like there's a split, and they can't really move forward either way if 
both parties aren't in agreement. Uh, so I don't, you know, I, I hope that they can figure that out. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna get you guys' opinion on this topic too. But we're bringing another caller. Caller, I think you are at six five one area code. What's your name and where you calling from? Hey, Isaiah uh, Tolbert. Uh, my name is Isaiah Tolbert on Facebook. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. What's up, sir? Hey, right. how are you? Man, I'm, I'm doing great now that you're joining us from Minneapolis. How are you doing, man? Um, what's the vibe out there right now? Oh, it's sunny and really nice out. It's like 83 degrees. It's one of the first sunny days we've had in a long time. Okay. Uh, now, you, you're calling on to this Prince podcast, and you living out there. I assume you are a Prince fan. Uh, welcome to the dawn. <laughs> See, you walking them up. You walking them and us to the dock, goddammit. But no. <laughs> uh, have you been out to uh, Paisley Park? I know weeks ago, you know, people were going out there and, and uh, paying their respects and different things. Did you uh, make a trek out there? Yeah, I've actually worked out there as security for the last month. Okay. I'll be working there tomorrow as well. Are there still people coming out there, you know, outside the gates and, you know, driving by and stuff? Yeah. There's people from all over the world. There's, I met someone from Japan. There was a couple of people from, uh, from Scandinavia. Um, there were people from Chicago. There's people from New York. Someone I met from Florida, okay. and people from all over the surrounding areas, like North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin. Wow. So, yeah, they're still coming. Yeah, man. As they should, man. As they should. Um, yeah, he's, he's played all those places, so they yeah they coming to. Yeah. Uh, what um, since you you're out there and you're doing security and stuff. Um, before you got into that, though, were you a fan of Prince's and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I've been a fan since I was four years old. Oh, okay. I uh, remember jumping out of the bathtub to see the music video for the glamorous life and it kind of took off from there <laughs> was you crawling on the floor like on when does cry that's what's up man uh when was the last time you went to uh paisley park and saw a performance the last time I was there was a couple of months ago when Spectre was doing the theaters and uh, Prince had an impromptu um, show and I think it was about 45 bucks a game. And he was in the New Power Generation room, the club room on the right side. Mm-hmm. And it's very intimate. There was about 70 of us maybe. And... Uh, it was for the premiere of the Crazy to Cool video he had going up for on title. And um, so he premiered it on, and I think about 10 minutes in, all of a sudden I look down, and here's Prince looking up at the video with us, and he's just nodding his head like, yeah, I'm bad. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he treated he he must have done like maybe three songs, but he was jamming for like an hour. There was uh, Donna Grantis; she was up there. Um, someone what was the song? Uh, I missed the name of the song. 
Oh, I, he was doing a couple different songs. He did Ballad of Dorothy Parker. No, the video, uh, the video, the video. Oh, it was the Crazy to Cool. So I think it was some show that there, he and Third Eye Girl did in, I think it was in Paris not too long ago. Oh. Sometime last year, yeah. All right. It's up on Tidal.com. Or, yeah, it's on Tidal. And if you look it up, uh, they have that whole, I think, the first half hour of the show on the website. All right. Well, let me ask you too, man. Uh, it was asked everybody, you know, how are you feeling uh, holding up uh, since the passing? I was not holding up very well the first week. I was really depressed. Oh, couldn't eat, you know, headaches, not really believing that it happened. Um you know, kind of distraught. I, I tried to go to a, a tribute party the day after, and I stayed for an hour and I danced and stuff, but it's just, you know, it just didn't seem yeah, you feel right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, working at Paisley actually helped me uh, grieve a little bit better and helped me to, you know, talk to fans and, and uh, see everybody else grieving too, you know, right. from all over the world. So that that kind of helped that uh, know that we're not all alone in this, you know. Wow, is there? Uh, you know, you answer what you can, and you know, I'm not trying to press you. Is there movement going on over there uh, at the park? Uh, you, you know, there's, there is movement, as in I hear that. Oh, at least my boss told me that they are about to start moving the um, the memorials that people have been putting up, okay. and they're going to yeah, and they're going to preserve them for later. Um, there was talk about that two weeks ago to put it in some type of museum, but uh, I think it's the Historical Society of Minnesota. I think they're taking them down and putting them somewhere. And then I heard that you can also uh, still put up. Memorials, if needed, at the gate. So okay. the state wow. of been pretty good to to Prince and, and the fans and letting them, you know, come in and take a look and put stuff up, take stuff down, um, even uh, under the bridge by uh, by the park. Um, people yes, saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just incredible. You know, the, all the chalk writing and spray paint and. You know, all the letters people have been putting up, you know, there, there's no police stopping you from, you know, from doing what you need to do out there. It's very, it's very That's painful, cool. actually. Yeah. Cool. Did you go to the First Avenue dance party? I did not. I was actually on a flight coming back from Miami. Oh, okay. That was, that, 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 was, that was good to see. The area view of that was incredible. Yeah, uh, that would have been nice. I actually, uh, when I came back, I had went back out that night just to get the vibe from downtown, and it was packed over there. It was packed. There's lines all the way around the corner at First Avenue. Wow. I couldn't even look at the the Princess Star for at least until the next day because you just couldn't get around there. So I actually went to a party um, about two blocks away at the W. Fauché Tower, and 
I walked, I, just getting close to the hotel, I heard the dance electric playing really loud. I knew that I was in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Hey, I want to, uh, I want to thank you for calling. You can certainly hang in with us. Uh, I want to welcome another caller, a uh, caller, area code 951. What is your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's R.D. Hall. R.D. Hall. What's RD? up, man? Wow. That's All right. right. All right. <laughs> All right. Money. Welcome, welcome to the dawn. Southern California. It's about time I caught up with y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? All right. You guys know I'll be reading you guys and listening to you guys off and on and everything all over the place for years. So, um, Priyana gave me the hookup and said, "Hey, they're yeah. doing something right now." I said, "Really? I'm busy. I'm busy vacuuming and shit." <laughs> well, we appreciate you getting away from your busy work. She said, you need to go and say something. I said, you know what? I need time to say my thoughts. I can't just do it on the dome like that. And she goes, yeah, you can. And I'm like, the only thing I want to say right now is it's not going to hit anybody right now. Just wait six months from now. Wait 12 months from now. Then we're really going to be like, damn. You know? Hmm. This is fresh. We're We're still like, our dad died. And we're all his children, and now we all orphans. <laughs> you know? So we go, yeah, oh, yeah. And how are we going to do this now? You know? I'm not trying to disparage his real family or anything like that. I'm just saying, you all know that we've been all, he's been part of our lives and everything for decades. And we made all our moves with him and all this other stuff. But in six months, when all the boo-hoo-ha and all that stuff has died down, we're going to be like, damn. And I know there's going to still be um, uh, tributes and whatnot, but those aren't where it's at. It's when you're by yourself and shit. And when you're mm-hmm. like doing your own thing when you used to put the music on when you're driving to work or something like that, that you're going to be like, damn. I mean, we're doing that now, but it's going to be really hit hard later, I think. I mean, I say something that, real that, quick. that's testament. Go ahead. Sorry, that's, I mean, that's, that's how deep this shit went. I don't want to forget my point. Um, the thing that really bothers me was on BET, you know, the, the, the BET interview that he did with Terry Smiley. And he was like, well, my music, you know, I look at as my children. And there will be what will be left upon my departing of this experience. I've always didn't feel comfortable hearing and seeing him say that. But now that we're here, I expect it to be 95 in my wheelchair. Like, somebody can be the Lord dead. And I'm like, now the trajectory of movement has changed. It has changed now. My, okay, yes, I'm brave enough to say that, yes, my life is completely changed now. And I'm, I'm interested in seeing which way I'm going to go, and hopefully it's going to be in a good way. But knowing that he's in the spirit land looking out for us, notice how a lot of Prince groups and stuff like this is clamming together. We are holding each other down. And my eyes are getting watery, but I appreciate everybody, all of us just clamming in and holding each other down. So sorry for the jump-ins, but I just wanted to let that be known, that we are holding him and us down for real. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, R.D. 
Hello. Hey, hey. Good All right. Day. Well, here we, we I want to I want to wrap things up a little bit here. Um, so before, yeah, we, before, before right, we do that, right when do you guys have anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, this is a podcast, Chris. Tell them, tell your people you on the podcast, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more thing. Like How do we feel? Good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, we never discussed Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis missing that ball. Do we want? To... <laughs> I'm cool with that. How does how everyone else feel about that? I agree. They they should they should really just go in there and just have a way with it. As long I'm as they don't put it. interludes, as long as they don't put interludes in between every track, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Not Janet is a loser. <laughs> no interludes. No interludes. No Jimmy, guessing. are you recording this? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I say this you know, to, to answer to, to comment on what you said there. I would love them to be a part of you know the the process, the and but there needs to be uh, a, a, you know a group of people that really understand Prince and his music. Which would include? So, well, I mean, exactly. we can, we can go down the list, list, but it should just not be one person. That's my whole point to say it. It should be the people right. you think it is, but it needs to be people who were there. It needs to be, uh, musicians on one hand, it needs to be, uh, a, a young lady or some of the chicks that are not musicians, but who probably had his ear or was probably like letting them, privy to things that he wanted to do you know what i'm saying like like, they may know like oh that song is really supposed to go with that or this is what he was trying to do with that but you may not know this because you're the dude and he didn't really maybe not articulate those thoughts to dudes as you know what i'm saying so it needs to be a collection of of people uh i think to to really make sure that it's done properly so i know susan rogers Susan Rogers is here in Boston at the Breaking College of Music. So um, <laughs> I want to go say hello to her. Hey, Susan, we love you. Are you going to work? Hey, let, let me make one comment about that, Mike Dean. You said about Susan Rogers. And, yeah, it has to be a collective. I kind of agree exactly. and I kind of don't. Because no matter who you're going to get, it's going to be controversy. But remember that in that last interview that got pulled, that is now published, how Prince said, he had been reading a lot about what Susan Rogers had been saying over the decades. He wasn't about, really uh, oh, I mean, close. He wasn't fucking with her. And Prince and Prince said, "Who the fuck is you?" Yeah, he wasn't fucking with you. You do not know <laughs> what my music is about. Who is she to be say what I was feeling or who it was about exactly. or anything like that? Exactly. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, no, I, I, we've said oh, this before wow. on the show. I, didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Good info. I mean, my whole thing, I, I think Susan Rogers is dope, but I'm like this, you know, I, I've been in the studio. I know what a, what an engineer does. Yeah. They not on the, they on the other side of the booth. <laughs> the mm-hmm, cats, right. the cats is in the room <laughs> playing or whatever. They're the ones that's actually doing it. So I respect the engineering techniques, but that don't really that don't mean that their taste in music yeah, may be on yeah, par with yeah. what's going on. Because I always go back to that story that was told of uh, Bathsheba 
Adonis and Bathsheba. So to me, anybody who would mm-hmm. laugh at that track and would probably push Prince in the in the direction of maybe I shouldn't put this out because they're kind of laughing at it. I don't really, they don't, I, I can't really hear nothing they got to say about them because <laughs> yeah. that song is like one of his coldest joints hey, that should have came out. That's true. That's also, true. also, Prince is known to be a damn liar too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> To the public, <laughs> he can say one thing and maybe Susan did know some shit. Susan did know some shit, and he's like, "But still, I'm not going to give it a credit." And another thing, like you just said, Adonis and Bathsheba. So many people have liked that, but put it this way: somebody else is going to say, "Oh man, that was whack." I mean, even his fan, who uh, could have hey. said, "Like, can you put and something I'm else gonna, out?" And I'm like going to say, "Off when with the their Crystal, head." <laughs> when Crystal Ball came out, and it said in the liner notes to how um, movie star. This is released because it was D'Angelo's favorite uh, bootleg. You know, yeah. like, and the wax song. Uh-huh. Why couldn't you put out Extra Lovable or something like that? Or, hey, where's the long version of 17 Days? Or something like that. Uh, yeah, like, you preach you wanted. So, like I'm saying, everybody, you know, has their own favorite. And someone's going to say, nah. I mean, I've seen someone on the Prince or a couple of years ago say, they do not like Computer Blue, and that song is whack. And this is somebody who's kind of respectable on there. I'm like, damn, see... You, you got people hating when Dove cry or something like that. Maybe because they're tired but, of it. Or what, but there I mean, are, man, but some of his engineers, some of his engineers do have videos on YouTube, definitely for us producer musicians sure. that's for interested sure. in that. Check that out. But but that's what I say. It just needs to be a collective. It shouldn't be just on to one person because, uh, as the great Captain America said recently, <laughs> people have their agendas, and so. Yeah, let let it be a collective thing. Will it be a hard thing to put together? Maybe somebody's pushing for it. Of course, but that's why you have a collective and then, a, you know, you talk it through. But he's got so much material. And unless there was like clear, again, I don't I don't know how the master tapes are set up or if there's sequencing sheets to say, oh, this goes into this. But, you know, you can't just be picking nilly nally songs from different eras and throwing them together. Uh, one thing no I learned. Mainstream duets. Like no mainstream duets. No mainstream duets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That would be out. And my thing is also, too, like when you listen to the some of these bootlegs, you can hear how these songs are segueing into each other mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. You're like, oh, I didn't know that song actually went with that. So even right. he sort of released them sort of out of context a little bit. But now that there's an opportunity to say, hey, maybe this is how that song was recorded, it actually flows into this. You know, preserve mm-hmm. maybe preserve that. You know, that's that would be my which would mean maybe some release, re-release For of sure. some older song. I mean, older albums that's already like just remasters, but remastered with proper song order or things that were left out and put it back in where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and be, things being digital these days, anyway, they may not necessarily. Uh, we're not going to really press up a whole bunch of this or that, so. Yeah, we right, can right. we can put out the Dream Factory, you know, and and for those outsiders, it may just seem as why are you re-releasing Sign of the Times with some different songs, but and that's cool. They, it ain't for you then, but yeah, for those right. hardcore yeah. ones, here it is, pristine, the original Quality. vision of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be one of the main ones that they really are going to go for, actually, because everybody that's some purple folklore that everyone knows about, and they know that that's what most of the real fans had wanted. Mm-hmm. I have a film that I really focused on that. I mean, forget Purple Rain. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> we already got that, you know? And it's like, right. remaster whatever. Hell, if you want to remaster something, remaster for you, you know? Because that's a beautiful album. Oh, God, that's it's very underrated. <laughs> you know, that shows some good music right there. I mean, the man, the last song for you, he's playing guitar like he's playing, like, people have wanted him to play. And people never even respected that song or even thought about that stuff. I mean, the song Baby, I mean, it has great melody, great lyrics. And, you know, it's just, it's very underrated, of course, because he didn't become, quote, unquote, the freak until two albums later. But some of that material is really good, you know, and still needs to be heralded as well as, well as some of the stuff that we haven't heard or something like that. And don't well, the vinyl pressings are falling out. The well, vinyl pressings are falling out. So there's been some remastering going on. If there's new wax. I ain't got time to get a new turntable and shit. I got one, but I ain't trying to set that shit all up. <laughs> I know. I'm not doing that either. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, I, I told you I was cleaning the house. I ain't got time to be buying more vinyl. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, we, but my little sexy is kind of scratched, though. <laughs> I need that on wax again. As long as it comes with CD as well, that's what I'm saying. Focus that here. would be nice. Can I download yeah. like a like a uh, iTunes download or somewhere, whatever free download card, and then with the album, etc. With the you know everything remastered, they they could do that too. All right. Um, to take me back. I'm going to take vinyl and put it in my car and shit like it's 1985. Hey, maybe uh-huh. they, re- hey, <laughs> they can always reissue that eight track for you. You know what I'm saying? They go, you go that far back. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to wrap thank this up. I want to say thank you to all of you guys who've called in and yes, joined sir. us. I really appreciate that. Appreciated that. I wanted to open this up and let other people, you know what I'm saying, get their stuff out and speak on it. I know that the listeners are going to enjoy this. And, you know, this whole thing, man, is just a process of trying to, you know, understand everything that's happened. And at the end of the day, I met all you brothers. I haven't met you face to face, but brothers, sisters, whatever. I've met all of you through some print stuff. And I know a lot of other people have met each other through this music. And we, our duty is to keep this going. So that's That's why we're going to keep doing this podcast. That's why we will set up something where we can all go to a centralized place and all meet in person because going forward, as it's always been, we are awesome family shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not trying to be corny, but there would be people that there would be people that if you was (laughs) in the same place, you would have been like, Oh man, you're cool. Like I would fuck yeah. with you or yo, what, you know what I'm saying? This made it easier to find like-minded people. Cause a lot of cats is like my brothers is like, man, y'all like, you like this too? I like that. You like that? Okay. And when I went to Paisley <laughs> Park, you, you meet certain people and it was just all love. Any Prince thing you've ever been to has always been all love. So now that. Yeah. I'm glad you and, went too. I'm glad you went. And now that Prince is not here. I was supposed to go. Hey, but we're going to have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> but the spirit of it is still going on. And now it's up to us to be the ones to, to you know, make things pop off. So with that said. That's what he would want. Yeah. And, and, and man, like I said, man, we all, we united over this. And we're going to continue that. And just imagine if we can be united through different races and different living environments and countries through this music. This is where I turn the corny meter on. If we could actually, I mean, if we can be cool through this, it could lead us to be cool 
and some other parts and things in life. So, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff yeah. that keeps us divided. But whose concerts you go to where it's all races? It's men, it's women, it's all ages. You know, it, be- it became all ages, right? He really mm-hmm. made it on some family stuff. I was at Paisley Park. There was kids running through there. I was like, okay, this is really some, ne- this is the next level. It's not, you know what I mean? It, they're not running around in canvasols anymore. You, you, we grew up. You said what? Sound done, done one Disney. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, be, it became, you know, we all grew up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have families. Yeah. So it's like we continue that. So, yeah, we're going to make this thing be what it is. I almost think of like when they be thinking about like Grateful Dead or some of these other movements. And it's like those people, they into that or or Star Trek or Star Wars. Well, we on some prints and, and we are. Just- <laughs> that whole fish crew. Yeah. I haven't heard that one fish song ever, but I know that their clan exists. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, let me jump off of the the pool pit. I want to thank everyone who's listening. Um, for my guys on the show, Big Sexy, where can they find you online, sir? Oh, gosh. Still on um, Twitter, Big Sexy and Sack. Facebook, Mark Wiggins. And again, month of June, the domain will be up and rolling. Q-Storm, I know you're going to talk smack, but so what? It's going to be up. <laughs> uh, Mr. Day Dropping, sir, where can they find you online? They drop. You can find me on um, Facebook, uh, Ernie Wiles. Uh, I'm there, and hit me up, guys. Real quick, Mike, if you don't mind, um, I just wanted. To, I had like some three points that I wanted to throw out there, and Go you ahead. guys have probably done this, but since I came in a little bit later, in regards to to all this, I know 30 days are gone. We went through. Uh, I've gone through different phases on there: initial shock, realization, then appreciation. Um, mm. To folks who 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 are still in that initial shock thing. Um, I, I, I just, you know, it, to me, that's kind of awkward, but hey, uh, talk to folks, get it out there and, and, and just do things like that. And on that note, Sean, thank you for putting that blog out there to have folks uh, write stuff in there. That was very, very therapeutic for me as well. Um, the like I said, I'm in the appreciation phase of it. And I, I like the fact that there's kind of like three points that I have as a part of that now. Um, and the one that that is uh, that I've known all, all along that now I'm glad a lot of people know is the idea of there's new music to new to new ears and um, the people reala- realizing just how profound this artist was and just how much you could do and really appreciate it. Uh, most folks know him. It's just the Purple Rain guy, the guy who sang Purple Rain when dubs cry and let's go crazy to realize that he was so much more than that musically. And that was that's great. Another cool thing that that has come about because of this that for me never really mattered, but it's even more so now. It's cool to like Prince, where before oh, yeah. we'd be seen kind of like a weirdo like that. It's cool to like Prince, <laughs> and and I think that lends itself to the first point of all the music on there. Um, number three, and this is the most eye opening for me, which I'm sure is for everybody else. I've said in the past, a I like Prince's music. For all I know, dude's an asshole. And we all got flaws, and so, so be it. And you know what? We all, we all got flaws. He had his flaws, too. But what I didn't know, and this is the, the strongest point for me in this, in this last 30 days, is how much of a philanthropist a guy was. Right. And um, realizing that really 
seriously tweak my my image of the guy. Um, Putting in that work. And yes, very much so. And without credit, without credit, purposely without credit. The, the story that got to me was, was the one I forgot who the guy was. When, I think it was on CNN when he was saying how he had gone to Chicago to do uh, uh, concerts there strictly for the purpose of speaking with other people that are help him out. Where the concerts were more uh, a backdrop to everything. There were a reason to be there, uh, but it wasn't the concert themselves. And he would do these things and, and get and, and want no accolades for it, saying that I, I I got accolades already. I don't need that. Just just do this and don't say anything about it. Kept people in silence on it. And his, it almost seems like his philanthropy has almost gone to, um, for me anyhow, to mythical proportions like the vault. There's things we've heard in the vault, things we don't hear. And you're thinking, God, look at all these cool things we've heard. And what else is out there? Same thing with the philanthropy edge, philanthropic edge. We've heard these stories now. We've heard these stories that have come out. How many stories are not being told because he's told people to be quiet and they're respecting that. And I I have to believe there's many of them. And that puts a smile on my face. That makes me feel great. It gives me, uh, I learned a lot from Prince growing up. Ironically, uh, one of the big things I learned from him was how to treat women. And you would think, oh, man, he's going to show you how to fuck. All right. Yeah. But he's going to show you how to treat women and how to be respectful. Right? Because the average person is going to think that. But I thought, you know, I learned how to be respectful to women, how to be respectful to myself through his music. And I've learned now how to truly be selfless that way with, with folks. And that's a good thing to learn. And, um, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, that, that that's come about. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's my closing thing on that. I All think right. it's a great thing. Mr. Sean Key. Where can they find you? Oh, all right. I get to follow that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry again. Sean. My man was on his preacher. He's like, one more thing before we close it. Hold on. Now. Got one more. <laughs> yeah, take your time, brother. Well said, Ernie. And uh, as far as the blog, yeah, I, I, I hate to shamelessly plug that again, but uh, I, I'm definitely proud of it, and I'm proud of everyone that uh, that chipped in with that and and still open to submissions. So if anyone you know still wants to put something in, uh, it's uh, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com uh, and the uh, article is titled uh, "I Only Wanted to See You in the Purple Rain," uh, tribute to Prince. And uh, so it was very therapeutic for me to do, and and hopefully a lot of people have read it and, and have enjoyed it as well. So, but you can read that uh, there, and you can find me on Twitter uh, at. Um, uh, Hill Street Views and on Facebook, Sean Hill. All right. Thank you, sir. Before we finish things up here, we have to, I have to acknowledge, see, this has been a lot of dudes. So I'm old school. You know, you come to the party or you come to the dudes. Why is, why is so many dudes up in here, man? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tammy, are you here? I'm here. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hey. Now, they haven't heard it, and I haven't released it yet, but they're going to – people who are listening to this will know who you are because they have heard a show that's going to happen before this is published. But just to uh, give you an opportunity um, to speak here, and we want to also acknowledge the sisters of this family. Uh, man, people are still calling in. But, Tammy, uh, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this real quick. and we, Really quick, what do you think of the Madonna – Billboard Awards situation. Um, I'm actually I don't plan on watching it. Um, based upon 
Linda Perry's outlandish comments. And we don't want this divide between the Prince and Madonna fans because, you know, Madonna has a following and I respect her, her work. Um, I don't agree with her being the sole artist to uh, tribute Prince. And I think they're doing just what the industry always does. Let's get that big name, do represent Prince, but not really uh, bring in the people who've worked with him and who've really just laid that groundwork uh, with a host of many musicians and artists. So I won't be watching. So that's my that's my uh, uh, my thoughts on that. Okay. I think, it's gonna, I, think, I think it's going to be a disaster. And oh. if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I, I understand they were friends, and I and I respect that. But I would, it would have been better if she would have attributed him during one of her concert lives. Um, other than that, I don't want to see her. Um, I don't want to see her attributing Prince. I'm, I'm a Prince knob in that way. It's just a big All right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, this show is probably going to have to go for another 15 minutes. We're getting a lot of callers. I want to give people opportunity. Uh, unknown number. Give me your name yeah. and your area. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from um, Chicago. Uh-oh. You talking to me, MD? I'm talking to you, sir. <laughs> All right, what's up, man? What's well, up? I'm sorry, what's your Darwin, name, man? from Chicago, Darwin, Dar-E. Darwin, how you doing, man? I'm blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, welcome, man. Uh, I would imagine you are listening to the show and a Prince fan. Yeah, I just saw it on Facebook, so I said, let me chime in real quick. Uh, well, hey, can I just say the pleasure? Uh, finally get a chance to talk to Mr. Michael Dean. uh and welcome to the dog. Oh, man, it's, it's my pleasure, man. Uh, real quick, uh, we're going to extend the show a little bit. What, uh, mm-hmm. how, how, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, it's 30 days later, man. Uh, well, man, it's like I said, it's, it's just feels uh, so surreal. Uh, uh, hit me kind of hard in the beginning. Took me a while to get back on, you know, as far as what I do. Just can't believe he's gone, man. It's just you know, it's just just so unreal, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> just you know, it's crazy, man. When, when, just just can't believe it. When did you get into but, Prince? Uh, Let me ask you that. When did you get into Prince? What was the thing that turned you on to it? Ooh, uh, I go all the way back to high school, uh, basically. Uh, being on the prom committee and having to go out and find a band. Uh, junior prom and that was the Sandy's cast that was like playing uh, Sexy Dancer mm-hmm. and they was like throwing down I was like man these cats got the gig you know so from that point on you know I was a fan of Prince uh, by me being a musician uh, all that kind of stuff and then just been with him for a long time man just you know a long time where, where can we find your music at? Uh, well um my music is out there. Uh, like I said, I have a record label. Uh, can I say it? Of course, man. Yeah. Uh, it's called Inner City Groove Records. Uh, if you I know who me, you I are now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> it was hard for me to put the names and everything. Man, yeah, yeah I'm glad you called, bro. Hey, it's Sean, yeah, man. We, we talk all the time. All right. How's it going? Yeah, okay, yeah. Sean, uh, I don't know who's there because, like I said, I'm just, I just called the number, so... 
But y'all know my stuff is out there. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Got most stuff coming. Do my thing, man. But like I said, uh, Prince was like one of the major influences uh, as far as me making records. Uh, him along with Maurice White, yeah. a whole bunch of other captains and classmates. Prince was like the cat there for me. For sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I was so heavy into Earth Wind, and then when Prince came into my life, that just totally changed my game. You know, so Earth yeah, Wind Fire and like then it. Purple. <laughs> All yeah. right, uh, yo, I, we're gonna we're gonna move on, but sir, hit me on uh, like on the DM or you know, yeah, direct you. message or something because I, I want to run something through with you. So please get oh, with me okay. offline on that. Um, uh, I think another area code nine one seven. All right, guys, y'all take care. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hello. Hi, Michael. Who is this? this? Is fire. Is who? Fire. Firebird. What's up? Fire. Hi, sweet. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. My family's here right now. <laughs> so when we talk. Oh, I, I was calling to the podcast. I, I thought I was. <laughs> no, you are. That's what I mean. We, 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 we here as a. Oh, your family. Yes, we are your family. Yes. <laughs> now, I know you are, are you? into Prince. Um, now, and I'm not going to, you know, you let me know what you can say as I can't say. But are you so are you also affiliated with uh, or somewhat affiliated with uh, like uh, Amir or the Roots and them? <laughs> well, I'm I'm an OK player. I um, okay. You know, I've been an OK player since 1999. I you know I worked you know I'm a moderator on the message boards gotcha. and um, things like that. But um, I've established tons of relationships um, through OK player, um, personal and professional. Um, and I met Amir, you know, and everybody else from OK Player. So, you know, that's like the mothership of right. um, certain artists and um, creatives. And you know Bill, right? Yes, I do. I know Bill. Bill, Bill mm-hmm. that's, that's my guy right there. Very well. Okay. That's, my, that's my sweetheart. <laughs> what, what is Prince or what does he, what did he mean and what does he still mean? But what does Prince mean to you, you know, as a woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did he speak to, to you personally? Besides my vagina. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn this conversation on sideways. I don't know. Am I supposed to be degraded or can I be? No, you, we adults you in here. We adults. Be you. Be you. It's good to get the room in perspective. Here, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. Be you, but understand the thirst level on the internet is on another thing. So, you know, be, you know, be cognizant of that. Yeah, I... <laughs> on, on Facebook, I'm derated because my my aunts and my elders are on there, and sure. people that I work with. And I try to be G-rated. You know, I still cuss and go off. But you, if you follow me on Twitter, which I know you do, I'm way more X-rated, and I'm me. And all of these people are me. You know, I'm like Prince and Camille. There's two sides to me. Um, nice. And um, as a woman, I I will really say I learned a large part of my sexuality. It's funny that you asked that because um, today is Ronald Isley's birthday. And I always tell people, uh, I learned a lot about sex from Prince and Ronald Isley well, well, and well. Parliament Funkadelic. Um, you know, <laughs> my mother didn't have the talk with me. My mother's such an angel and she's just pure as the driven snow. And she didn't really talk to me about sex. My father always told me to just stay away from boys. 
<laughs> but my mother was just, you didn't talk about, you know, it was something that you were not going to think about. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, the barn scene in Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I want to be released. It. <laughs> I try to reenact it as much as I can. Um, oh, Lord. My, my friend Russell Greer, I was like so little, I was like eight, and I would be at his house, and we were listening to this this naked Negro on a horse <laughs> and trying to figure out why we, we loved him. You know, my older sister had all the print records in her room, and I didn't even know what sex was. I just knew what it, I guess, what it felt like deep inside. So a large part of my sexuality, things that um, were sexy to me, um from a man and it's as much as I love Prince and I think he's absolutely beautiful I've never been you know I don't want to there's a lot of women that all they want to do is sleep with Prince I've never wanted to sleep with him I just love his approach to sexuality and being yourself Mm -hmm. um and he just Apollonia all the women around him showed me sexy you know of course my mother did in in her own way but um the icons I love they're all just very um they exude sex. A lot of them exude sex from Apollonia to Michelle and Dago Child. They're just sexual beings. And it's okay to be sexual. And it's okay to, you know, in this patriarchal world, to love your vagina as much as men love their dick. I, lo- I love it too. Amen in the church today. Amen. Oh, amen. I love vagina. Who hey, said hey, Sean, Sean. Sean. Sean, that's how you follow yes. up what I said. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you shut it down. No, so, so fire, can I? question for sure so fire, you, you you got the barn you, you got the barn on lock so me i'm try, i'm still trying to find that cave that was in france so i can reenact <laughs> under the cherry moon that's like my bucket list <laughs> hilarious yes oh, under yeah. the cherry moon is such a get, sexy get movie like i think roger eber revisit roger ebert revisited last week i have like five million articles things that i have to read some movie critic revisited um, Under the Cherry Moon, and, you know, I'm so glad they are because that was just a piece of art. It was a piece of art yes. from top to bottom, but because it was following Purple Rain, you know. Yeah, it got a lot of flash, yeah, just, but it was visually yeah, cinematic. So, it was beautiful. This is good. And so it was beautiful. I'll, I'll, and let me ask you guys this. I'm going to talk to the ladies because this is an aspect of Prince we don't get to hear about a right. lot. Under the cherry moon. I'm a dude. But there's always that scene that sticks out in my mind when he comes to the party, to Mary Sherry's party, and he's on one side of the room. You know, saw you at the party, hey, looking so fly. And, and, you know, that look that he gives the camera, you know, she you know, cuts back. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes. Talk yes, to yes, me yes. about that. Because that's yes. like, you have to, let me say this. You can be a guy that's an actor, right? And they have stage presence and there's some good actors, but they just don't have that effect on people. But Prince, he was technically not an actor's actor, but to me, he acted his, I don't know if he was acting as his natural being, but that scene speaks volumes to me in terms of that's what the power of Prince, that, that look he's given right there. Yeah. You yeah. either yeah. have that or you don't. Mm-hmm. That's what, that inner magnetism, that inner euphoric feeling that when someone looks at you and connects with your soul that's that he exuded it from top to bottom and it's so crazy that I hate that he had to die 
for me to see a million Prince avatars on Twitter and all these tributes and because while he was alive and Michael, you know me, every day I post about Prince. Every day. Right. Like if I didn't post yep. about Prince, I was just busy. You know, whether it was a picture or, you know, I have almost four hundred thousand tweets on Twitter and I guarantee you a hundred thousand of them are about Prince or Prince related music or something. He exuded it and he lived it. It wasn't a put on. He did not he wasn't fronting. He was just born that person and you know, when you become an adult and the older you get, the more you become the person that you are. And he never faltered. And he had that star quality. And I hate to say star because the whole celeb culture thing makes me sick. He was a true musician and he loved music the way that we love music. And he exuded it from top to bottom. He loved people. He loved sex. He loved, he loved fashion. He loved art. He loved artistry. And it wasn't a put on. It was he wasn't swagger jacking. People try to say, oh, he he was like, I mean, he was Miles Davis's favorite artist. Where the hell? Who the? What, do you know the badge of honor that that in and of itself, what that carries? And, and he just had it everywhere. The way he looked at everyone, the way he uh, he was just oh. Uh, I, I, yeah, I hear it in you. Uh, I, I, I already <laughs> I know. know. I just and people. You know, and everyone that knows me, like, um, the day he died, my cousin, I was with my little cousin, and I was getting um, fingerprinted for my new a new job, and I was just crying, and she was just like, you know, how do you like, you know, he's not your family, and I was just like, excuse me, like, I'm probably, <laughs> first of all, I've met Prince three times, so, you know, I'm not, it's not a braggadocious thing, I'm an artist, so I've been around him, but... He didn't have to be my family for me to love him, for him to speak to me. He spoke he to millions. Spiritually, spiritual family, yes. Right, right, right. I, do, yeah. I do include him. Spiritual family, yes. Yeah. Anyone out there that's teasing us like that, you're wrong for that. Spiritually, spiritual family, you're damn right. He is. Please. Yeah, and he, he, I relate to him way more than I relate to some people that I'm blood related to. So, exactly. You know, exactly. In, 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 I have a... Um, you know, the Batman slapping Robin picture on my Instagram where Robin's yes, asking, <laughs> yes, are you still, are you, are you still sad about it? He goes, slap Prince. And, and, and slap him before yes, finishing it. Yes. Yes, the fuck I am. Yes, I yes, don't even, yes. you know, my sister told me, oh, you know, because I made a post on Facebook. I was just like, um, don't tell, don't you dare tell people when to stop grieving. You know, I'm never going to stop grieving and I hope I don't. I don't want his spirit to die. And there's never going to be another. And I say, God, stop making these. It's not a game. He is not making any more princes. Y'all better scoop up what you can, while you can, because you're never going to hear if I was your girlfriend again for the first time from any artist. You're not going to hear a song of that level. So, you know, I'm going to grieve him, and I'm going to grieve art as a whole because these motherfuckers are killing art. And art, to me, is life, so... I don't think our fandom for him is going to change. I think it's going to be like that forever. I mean, especially with me. My levels haven't risen or they're pretty much still at the same pace. You know what I'm saying? I've always had these times with him that that's going to not change. Uh, we got another caller, and, and, and I'm sorry I don't see the area code, but if you just called, tell me your name and where you're calling from. Uh, that could be me. Um I'm Paul, and I'm calling from London. 
Welcome, sir. What's All your right. name? Hello, um, London. How, how you doing? London. <laughs> yeah. I hope London. This guy. Here we go. Going through Skype. All right, peace and love, y'all. I got to get back to the plantation. Have a good one, y'all. All right, thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Please. Sorry, I'm just turning to the house for a sec. No, you're good. What, what's your name? I'm Paul. It's Paul. Paul, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm well. I'm okay. You know, it's been a hard month, but um, yeah, it's just been really sad, and I'm trying to be positive. But it's so long, it feels kind of like yesterday, even though it's been 30 days. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite weird. Well, let me um, let me ask you this, Paul, just so I can put some context and things. Like, when did you uh, first get into Prince? So I'm I'm 34. And um, I got into him when I was eight, and I saw him live when I was ten. Um, what show so was that? I was Diamonds and Pearls, 1992. Oh, that's so, come to America, good. So yeah, I know I heard that. <laughs> but um, you know, I was ten. I had this opportunity to go with a friend from school who was going with his parents, and. And, it, and I ended up being, I'm a songwriter professionally now. And that was, that was why, I, you know, I'm, I'm a songwriter because of Prince. I saw him and he was, he was playing guitar and drums. And I was like, you know, I, I want to do that. So my whole life has been because of, you know, getting into Prince. And it just feels like there's a part of me that's gone. You know, it's really strange. Yeah. Um, I got to see him a lot. I saw him 21 times and, um, I saw his last ever UK performance and wow. in London, and but it's but it's hard. It's yeah. I, I love your po- podcast. I've I've listened to every single Prince podcast, and I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, going straight ahead and getting a podcast up within a few days, isn't it, or something? It was really quick, and yeah, appreciate so, that, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. You guys. Are, Brilliant! I love listening to this. So it's kind of I'm a bit nervous because it's kind of like. Are oh, you good? <laughs> so let's so used to listening to it. <clears throat> no, you sound perfect, man. I appreciate you mm-hmm. listening. I appreciate you being a Prince fan, man. Like, just to let me know, there's others out there like us, and we yeah. ain't alone. You know, <laughs> we are not aliens. No, we're not. It man. just that's it. You it can just, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it just feels like I know it sounds dramatic but like a part of your heart is gone you know that's how I feel Um, and um, you know it's just I just was so looking forward to the piano and mic thing and Mm. and coming to the UK and I mean obviously you just have to I I did see him play keyboard on his own you know so kind of just um, but it's just it's just weird and people and most people don't get it but obviously I I imagine you guys get it but um, We're right there yeah. with you, man. It, it gone before his time, but he did lifetimes of work. You know, it's a sort of a weird space. It was like, there's still way more we probably could have gotten, but we've gotten so much, you know. So. I know. Absolutely. And and when your previous caller was saying about, you'll never hear if I was your girlfriend again, there might be another if I was your girlfriend that, you know, he recorded like, two months ago or something that we're going to hear because I thought I thought Artificial Age was brilliant um, kind of a masterpiece in some respects and I think um, there's going to be more stuff hopefully that we'll hear that, that might just be as amazing as that you know in the vault or whatever so <laughs> fingers crossed 
And I'm sorry, you said I your name was. Well, hold on, you said your name was Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul, you said you got on with diamonds and pearls. Uh, what, what's your favorite Prince album, if you can say that quickly? Um, it's probably like Symbol. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's mm. a really hard one. Controversy, maybe as well. I absolutely love that. I think it's. A, this oh, is all so All right. Wow. Um, I think I, I want to make sure I give everyone an opportunity. Uh, area code 303. Did you get a chance? Oh, hey, what's up? Is this Nick? This is Nick. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, sir. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'd like to say what's up to everybody else that's on the show. Where, where are you calling from, Nick? Oh, I'm actually calling right out of Denver, Colorado. Okay. All right. All right. Man, tell me, uh, how, how are you feeling? Um, so I'm still in a state of shock, uh, like to the point that I still can't believe that he's not here. And me, I'm 35 years old. He's pretty much been there ever since I was a kid. Mm. So, and with me, I thought he was just going to be one of those artists that was just going to live on forever, no matter what. Like every other year or so, you know, there was going to be another Prince song, another slow jam made by him that you're going to hear about. Yeah, I was expecting the same thing this year too. Right. When was uh, when was the last time you got to go to a Prince performance? Actually, to be honest with you, I never actually uh, went to a Prince concert. Damn. Even when he came to Denver, I never got a chance to go. I ne- either was the money or I just had to do something else. Right. And the last time he was out here was about three years ago. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so the only way I've seen him just on TV and video and certain performances. Right. Man. And, uh, um, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, Nick, hit, hit me up yeah. after the show later. Hit me up on the chat thing. But, yeah. All right, yeah, no problem. Yeah, but go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Uh, I was going to say, too, with me, I got into him when I was 13 years old, and the first album that I got into was Purple Rain. Okay. That pretty much opened my eyes and I tried to get more into music and even when I was going to music school even the teachers would even bring him up and back to study in and of itself to even talk about how he would structure right. his songs and even what chords he would use and I even learned how to play 1999 going to a school and it's an easy song to learn Interesting. So I really got more into him once I started going to a music school then and started learning how to, all these different things and how he kept on emphasizing how you got to learn an instrument, you got to learn how to right. play, you got to learn the skills. Mm-hmm. And like the lady that was just on, you're not going to find somebody else like him because there's not going to be anybody who's going to be able to jump from the guitar, go right into the keys, go right into the drums, onto the bass. And on to just singing vocals, you're not going to see anybody else like that ever again, I think. Yeah, you know, I would say you, you may see someone who has the talent for that, but I think what you definitely won't see is that work ethic, like the cat yeah, that would do that, that year the, after yeah. year after year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That work ethic was what, really inspirational. I don't mean to interrupt. I don't even call it a work ethic. He just that was who he was. Well, for it's sure, not work. It's not work when you when you love it. Like, uh, well, it call it like the dedication of, of of to something where it's a, you know it's almost like a singular, 
you know, I'm not dealing with all this oh. other stuff. I'm just doing this. You know, most yep. people would say, oh, I'm doing this for a while. And then they go off into something else. You know, to yeah. me, it's like he sacrificed he some stuff he, to do that. He had to do it just like breathing. He had to. for sure. That's what I say. You probably won't see that in somebody because that's a that's that that brings sacrifice. That brings a lot of different things that, you know, most people may have other things going on. But he was built to do that. And it was like you say, it was like breathing. So there's a lot of talented cats out there. But again, follow through and consistency is a whole other other thing. Like you could be the most talented cat in the world, but you may not have no. You know, you might put an album. I'm not clowning, but you might do something every 14 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's just a different type of cat. So those are rare people, you know, that come around maybe once a generation or every other generation, you know. Well, and he wasn't well, afraid to be vulnerable. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, 770 area code. Your hey, name? Hey, I'm good. Hello. What's your name? Hello. Yeah, what's your name, sir? Hey, this is Alonzo. How are you? Alonzo? This ain't Alonzo from Compton, is it? <laughs> no, nah, not from Compton, no. Nah. <laughs> World class record. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. Now, you know Sean here, yeah. I take it. Yeah, this is Sean's my boy. My boy. I know Sean since middle school, so. Okay. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he way, gave way, him my way, first. Back. Yeah. He gave my first bootleg uh, tape, uh, Darla Nikki, and uh, I think I would die for you, baby. I'm gonna start that stuff. Yeah, so appreciate yeah, that. Sir. Yeah, way, way, way back in the day. So I'm a, um, I'm a confessed um, Prince snob. Okay, so I just want to get that out. No, okay. I can see my, <laughs> no, we dealing with. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I consider myself to be the foremost authority. I know I'm probably wrong, but that's what I consider myself. Right. I'm arrogant when it comes to Prince. I'm very protective of that. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but it comes from the heart, okay? For sure. All right. So first of all, I'm going to kick it live and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm still very bitter over his loss. The, 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 the wound is wide open. I still have not reconciled my emotions when it comes to comes to this topic. So give me for or whatever it is I might say that may be offensive. I'm not trying to offend anyone out there. You're good. But the way I see it, and I know a lot of people don't feel the same way I feel, okay? But to me, everybody's coming out of work, woodwork now saying, hey, I love Prince, I love Prince, I love Prince. Where are all these people when he was still alive? You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, it's, to me, to me, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's great to recognize you know, someone and at the time of death and, and say, hey, you felt a certain way about him, that's fine. I, I appreciate that. But at the same time, I, I just feel some type of way when I talk to so-called Prince fans. I say, hey, okay, what's your, what's your, your relationship with Prince? This and the third. Oh, my favorite song is Let's Go Crazy. It's the best song ever, man. I'm like, if you, if, 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 if your relationship with Prince is just stuff you heard on the radio or stuff that was in the video, then to me, you're practicing. You're not a real Prince fan. And that's just me trying to keep it real and being honest with my emotions. You know what I'm saying? If you if you if you don't if I if I can't talk to you about I'm yours or Calhoun Square, Crucial, um, Dorothy Parker, I can't if I can't have a conversation with you about private joy, to me, you practice. You know what I mean? A large room with no light. <laughs> they start number off that real quick. Moonbeam yeah. levels. I mean, I just 
Can I it's comment It's funny on that? because... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Is this fire? No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut yeah. him off. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll go after you. No, that was... Come someone, on, goddammit. Um, so someone posted a um, Lenny Kravitz, his top five Prince songs today on their page. And I know Lenny Kravitz and Prince were close. But every one of Lenny Kravitz's songs was on his commercial release, on Prince's commercial, very popular commercial releases. And I just replied to the post and I said, amateur. And I love Lenny Kravitz as a person. Like, I just think he, as a person, is phenomenal and I love him. But I was just like, this list is not for Prince fans. It's for pedestrian Prince fans is what I call them. Because he didn't have one, one, and it's not a, I am a snob. Uh, At first when he died, I was like, I'm so happy people are celebrating him. And then as the Twitter days went on, I was like, no, everybody shut up. Stop talking about him. Stop posting about him because all these times when people are like, oh, you post about Prince every day. Are you I'm like, yeah, I'm obsessed with his music. Of course I am. But, um, you know, now it's annoying because it's like you are doing it for vanity purposes. You're doing all these articles for clickbait. If you guys had celebrated him, even in the last few years, the way that People like Michael and I have been trying to let you guys know, give these people their flowers. It's the same thing with Maurice White. Maurice White died in Earth, Wind, and Fire. My name is Fire because of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, and it's like, oh, now you guys want to love these people that were giving you everything. But meanwhile, and this is, I'm going to make it racial, white artists get lauded all day, every friggin' day. Um, well, uh, ticket prices. You know, somebody tweeted last night that the Bad Boy reunion concert was five hundred dollars for prime seats, and I said, "Why?" You know, and then they they had the nerve to say something. Well, Beyonce's the only person. I was so pissed off. I went off on Twitter. I was like, "How dare you?" I was like, "The Rolling Stones can charge two thousand dollars for nosebleed seats, and they're gone in twenty minutes." But let a black artist and yeah, Puffy, whatever you think about him. Bad Boy is is a strong record label, and the music industry changed a lot. It made it made a lot of people successful because of his model. You know, Motown, an amazing record label. I would never pay five hundred dollars. Yeah, but you would never pay five hundred dollars for a Motown ticket. Meanwhile, rock art, artists can command. You two can go and command ten thousand dollar tickets, and nobody bats an eye. And they go, well, well it's not Barbara Streisand is back, getting ready to go on tour. Her shit's already sold out 500 for the floor. No floor exactly. is under $100. Right now, exactly. she's back. And, and you want to tell me Beyonce, you know, Janet Jackson goes on tour. Unbreakable ain't selling out, but Beyonce's selling out. And if it weren't for Janet Jackson, there would be no Beyonce. So you sit up here and you complain about a five, and if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Nobody's um, getting mad at you for that. But don't you dare complain that that their peers. If, if it weren't for the Isley Brothers, there would be no Rolling Stones. I think the <clears throat> Isley Brothers kill the Rolling Stones on every level. But you know, God forbid, Ronald Isley going to answer two thousand dollars a ticket. Nobody's going to pay that, and that's a damn shame because. He deserves it. The reason why he's behind on taxes is because y'all niggas ain't, excuse me, y'all people. <laughs> paying <laughs> top dollar for their ticket prices. And I look at Prince. Fire. You know, Prince is... Fire. I'm sorry. It's, like, it's like that part in um, uh, uh, Mo Better Blues when they're talking, uh, when Shadow and Denzel are talking about people won't come to see us and whatever. It's all the other people. We are not... Re- 
we are not supporting our artists like Ronald Isley and those people mm-hmm. in the back who started it all. We're not going to willing to go see them and up their price. So they do get a following well, even in their later ages. Here, let, let, like, let, me, bring it, let me bring it back a little bit to, to Prince and, and we're kind of getting into a different conversation. But I will say this, though. You know, we supported Prince. And I think... You know, when you look at, well, why was Prince able to charge those prices and, and people came? All, all, he never really did. He got the support. Well, no, he did. But I'm saying, like, I, I would say this. I mean, his stuff was not cheap. And I'm not mad at him for that. Were, right? we, were we supporting it or were others supporting it? Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was getting into. I, I was saying that. Prince wasn't cheap because he always came to your town at the wrong time when you had bills. Like crazy bills. Right, but I'm saying it was always sold out. It was always sold out, right? What I'm saying is that he not only had some black people there, but he had all races there. And and right. so I'm, I'm going back to say is when you talk about Isley, you know, I look at a lot of the, you know, the 80s R&B guys who I see them on these sort of greatest hits tours and stuff, and I wish that they could go out by themselves. But why isn't that they don't get that same cross-racial look that Prince got or Mike or something like that. And you got to remember too, that these guys were at a time where you was a superstar and you wasn't accessible. And you know, they came at the right time when you was forced to see what they was doing. It wasn't a lot of choices for you to see certain things going back to some of the old, going back to some of the, even the older groups. I wonder sometimes did they carry themselves as if this thing was a business and that was like there's value to what I do and I'm going to keep doing new stuff even if it goes against the grain of my biggest things but I got to keep reaching out to other people to open it up and I think that's why as a black artist Prince is in that realm where he was able to command high prices do stadiums do the private shows and get millions and everybody came. So he he didn't have to say, oh, I'm just going to fall back well, on my black audience. Because if he would have just stayed with that Minneapolis funk, he'd probably be headlining them tours with Morris and, you know, the little casino type place. He would never would have gone out to be this bigger thing. And I think what a lot of well, our, our black groups sometimes got to do is sometimes go outside of your lane musically and take the risk. And you're going to open it, you know, and let that shit be some art. Yeah, because like if if cool the game. Go ahead. And let me talk my opinion on, on, on this topic real fast because, and this is this is what I feel. I, I I'll say I have no evidence of this, but this is what I feel. Prince knew something that nobody else knew. Okay, he had a secret that he didn't share with anybody, but I think Prince knew that. Okay, the Earth has been around for billions of years, right? Agree. Okay. Yes, we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yes, okay, I think Prince understood that he is the only one of his kind ever in the history of this planet. No one has ever been like him before or after. And he knew that. Mm. So he yeah, exactly acted like that too. That was cool. when, you know, when you know that you're at a different level, okay, then the game is not a game. Okay? It's, 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 it's something else. I, and from my opinion, I think Prince knew that. I think to us, I think to him, we were his minions. We were his puppets. And he made us dance to his beat. He made the world dance to his beat. He never followed anyone. Even when he was fucking around with rap, he, he still 
He still did it his way. And we had to gravitate towards him like it or lump it. You know what I mean? And well, well yeah, I mean, he, I, approached he, him. I approached him as this arrogant son of a bitch who knew something that nobody else knew. Okay. Well, so I wouldn't even call it arrogant. He just considered himself valuable, just like most valuable situations do. They don't shortchange what they do. They're not going to devalue what they're doing. They're going to push forward as if this is this shit is great. What I'm doing is good, and demand that you respect that. And and you know, if you look at how he did his business, he was willing to say, "Oh, I'll take the loss." F these contracts, F the industry. I'm going to do me regardless if y'all want to do it or not. And that's how you got that respect, right? Now, a lot of people won't do that. You know, it was essentially just like, do you want to go work that job over there or do you want to have your own business? Well, if you work over there, you might get a check every week. If you go over here, there's a possibility you might not get a check every week, but you are you're a man and you're standing up and doing your own thing. And I think that's what Prince ended up doing. And he ended up winning because of that, right? And he was not afraid to say, I, I don't need your industry. I'm going to do me. These people what, like what this music. What, what is the quote? First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they start using you when he embodies that. There you go. Is that from Gandhi? I don't get down with Gandhi, but my name. <laughs> he, he, embodied, he embodied it even when he wrote Slave on his face and had the symbol. You remember how people were like, what the hell is wrong with him? He's right. the symbol and... It was such a joke, and now all these artists that are broke and crying look to Prince. Prince was the first one on the Internet selling his music. He was the first one telling people almost 20 years ago, don't just put your stuff out there and sell it for free. You know, create your own music club. And, and he, he, was, he, was yeah. a, he was a trailblazer, and he was arrogant, but he, was, he had a right to be because he was a genius. Like, you're supposed to be arrogant when you're a genius. Who yeah, still has the interactive CD? Who still has oh. the interactive CD? I have a copy. I, I don't. <laughs> the video game. I don't have that. So, one. Um, that was posted Anil, today. I do. Anil Dash. Anil Dash posted it last week. He had it. He um, actually did a walkthrough playing it or something. I, oh wow! I didn't get a chance to look at the video, but um, I, I, if you if you um, tweet me and remind me, I'll. Um, I'll find the link for you. All right. Uh, man, we could go for hours. We've already gone for hours. Um, again, I thank everyone for coming on. Real quick, everyone who's online, I'm going to start with. So we got Big Sexy. Sir, are you here, right? I'm still here. All right. Thank you. Sean Hill. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Fire. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I love what you had to say. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Terry? Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're going to keep this thing going. Um, I'm sorry, Paul, are you still here? Dropped out. Um, RD? Thank you. First time caller, long time listener. Yeah, man, we got to make, make this a little more regular. Yes, I'm friends with Michael Dean on Facebook, too. Anyone want to contact? SoundCloud, oh, for sure. All that. We are. Um, and I'm sorry, um, 770. Sean's friend. I'm sorry, man. I didn't get your name. Alonzo. Yeah, I'm Alonzo sorry. from Compton. Not from Compton. Thank you, sir. And on people. <laughs> and uh, do we have 301? Just say. Yep. There you go. Thank you. Priyana. Priyana. <laughs> creeping. Priyana, what up? <laughs> All right. All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. I really appreciate it. Go check out all these guys online. I'm going to try and put all their links to their social media places and you can find them. We thank you for listening. We will keep this podcast going. As I always say, every show, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you, Michael. God bless. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.